What's up, everybody? And we are back with the next episode of the HMA Fantasy Wrestling Podcast. This is now episode number 26. We are super excited that this thing's really, really getting rolling and we're getting close to that 30-episode threshold. Um, this next episode, this next duel that we're about to get into is, is a lot of fun, and it is it pits the number seven 2012 champions versus the number 10 2007 champions. Um, a lot of fun in this duel meet. The, the guys go back and forth and argue about some matches, and, and I think I end up getting pretty ticked off in this one. But All right, so let's go ahead and jump into this next duel. We have 2012 versus 2007. Um, this is, is, is yet another awesome matchup. This is going to be fun to talk about, too, because um, Mr. Sam Hayeswinkle wrestled during the time period for one of these duels. So yeah. you uh, probably know a bunch of these guys. Um, yeah, I'm picking 07 on every match. <laughs> a little bit biased. It's all good. Greatest generation. <laughs> All right, well, we'll go ahead and get into it. Um, 2007, we have – I have that duel, so, or I have that team. So Matt McDonough at this point is a two-time national champion, uh, 133 pounds. Logan Steber, this is his first championship when he beat J.O. in that controversial match. 141 is Kellen Russell. 149 is Frank Molinero finally getting his title. 157, Kyle Dake winning his third. 165, David Taylor, I believe this is his second, or no, this is his first, um, when he got a technical fall in the finals. 174, Ed Ruth, 184, Steve Bozak, 97, Cam Simaz, and 285 pounds, this is Tony Nelson. Um, and then we will kick it over for the 2017 Jack. Fill us in. So Paul Donahoe, one-time champ. Matt Valenti, two-time champ. Derek Moore, one-time champ. Gregor, uh, one-time champ. Trent, one-time champ. Uh, Mark Perry, one-time champ. At this point, uh, Ben Askren, two-time champ. Uh, Four-time finalist at this point. Jake Herbert, uh, two-time finalist, one-time champ at this point. Uh, Josh Glenn, one-time champ. And Cole Conrad, three-time finalist, two-time champ. Was Askren Hodge this year? Yeah, yeah. didn't he win two? He won two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so we have the Hodge for Askren in 2007. Um, and what what matchup do you guys want to kick this one off with? I think we should start with 184, just because 165 and 174 are going to be crazy. That's true. Yeah, 184 pounds. It sounds like a good starting place. Um, so kick it off with uh, Jake Herbert for us, Jack. So he was a runner-up in 06, beating Mark Perry in the semis before losing to Ben Askren in the finals. Um, and then he was the champ in 07, beating a tough Tyrell Todd from Michigan in the semis and a young Jake Varner in the finals. All right. On the other end, we got Steve Bozak coming from the four seed in this specific year. He takes out Kevin Steinhaus in the quarters, Austin Trotman in the semis, and then beats Quentin Wright in the finals. Defending champ Quentin Wright in the finals, 4-2 to two in overtime. Um, that was a fun match to watch. And Cam Samez finally gets his title. So, Or Steve Bozak gets his title. Sorry, Ron Cornell guy. Uh, but Bozak versus Herbert. I'll kick it to you, Earl. Tell us, what do you think about this matchup? 
Um, I think uh, Herbert, even as a junior, he kind of just has too much offense for Bozak. Bozak was pretty stout uh, defensively. He was able to slow down a guy like Quentin Wright, but uh, I don't see him doing that to Herbert. I'll say uh, Jake by regular decision. Um, Sam, what do you think? I got Jake Herbert, and I'm close to a major. Uh, not quite there, but Jake Herbert, that was when he started figuring it out. Um, or he had it figured out before he ran in a bath, been asked him before, but, but he really picked it up the last two years. And, uh, you know, the next year, 08, and I know we're not looking ahead, but 08, it's when he, I want to say he won Hodge and made Olympic team. Uh, was he silver in the Olympics or was it, was it this year that he took silver at Worlds? But it was an un unbelievable run that year, uh, whichever year it was. And uh, I got Jake Herbert all, all day. Yeah. He's the, he's the wrestling ninja, right? <laughs> yeah. Double leg ninja. <laughs> Double leg ninja, there it is. Yeah. He actually go against that? Yeah. He actually commented on this on Facebook and put like, I, I don't remember exactly how he put it, but it was like, 184 is on lock, right? Or something like that. It's, <laughs> like, it's an easy decision. Um, yeah. But, and he had the mullet. Like, yeah. <laughs> he had the mullet. It's freaking dirty. All right, Seth, <laughs> what do you feel? Yeah, I'm on board with that. I got Jake Herbert just by decision, though. All right, Jack? I've got Herbert. I'll say major. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge – I love Jake Herbert. He was so much fun to watch. Just the one guy to go after Askren. Um, I don't know. That was I'll a fun finals here, match. No one, no one's behind me, but I'm, I'm gonna stick to it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll go Jake Herbert I'll, as well. Sorry, Sam. I'll say I'd back him with, with uh, going by major. I have no problem Ooh. with that. Oh, so are we getting into major territory, Seth and Earl? I say regular decision, but it, it's close. I'll say go for it. Major. All right. Yeah. Jake Herbert by major decision. Starting the team wow. off hot in 07. Kicking it off with a bang. Um, but then we'll, we'll go down to 197 pounds next. Uh, for 2012, we have another Cornell uh, big red wrestler, Cam Simaz. Um, and in this year, Cam Simaz, as you already know, won his national title, but he was the one seed. Um, he went through guys like Morgan McIntosh in the second round. Alfonso Hernandez, Kale Byers, and then Chris Honeycutt in the finals, seven to five. Um, on the other end, Josh Glenn, Jack, fill us in. Josh Glenn was fourth in 2006 as the number one seed, losing to Shane Webster from Oregon. And, uh, and then he lost to Pete Friedel for third. Um, he was the champ in 2007 in a pretty loaded weight class he went through Patrick Bond Craig Brester Chris Weidman and Kurt Backus in his route to the championship uh also in that weight class was JD Bergman Phil Davis Mike Tamillo I mean it was a it was a really tough weight um and he got through it yeah all right well Earl what do you what do you think on this match and uh Glenn's a guy uh if you watch this final match against Bacchus. He got his knee torn up <clears throat> kind of late in the match, and that ended up kind of costing him the next year. He, he missed a big chunk of the regular season and uh, wasn't quite the same, but Josh Glenn was is freaking good. Um, I would 
I would take him against Simez. I mean, Simez was known for having a gas tank and, uh, you know, always pushing forward, wearing down his guys. But uh, I'm going with Josh Glenn. All right. Um, Sam, what do you think? Same. Is he uh, American's only national champ? Yes, sir. I think. Yeah. And he was good. I'm, I'm going Josh Glenn also. All right, Seth. I'll third that Josh Glenn for the win. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of him, but I've heard he was very good. First first champ for American. Uh, Simez, I think they have similar careers. Um, Simez was – he did give up takedowns early, and if, if you can match his pace, I think you got a pretty good shot of beating him. Yeah. Um, all right, Jack. Are you, are you on the, the Glenn train, or, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, that 2007 run was, was very impressive uh, to me. Um, I, I think that I'm not really familiar with both these guys, but uh, I'm going to go Glenn as well. Yeah, definitely some, some good dudes in that bracket. You have UFC champ Chris Weidman taking third. Phil Davis, nat eventual national champion, taking fifth. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with it. It's going to be a clean sweep for Josh Glenn. Um, and so Josh Glenn takes the win for 2007. And just like that, we're off to a seven to nothing uh, start for the 2007 team. So we're, uh, we're getting places, man. Um, but next one, 285 pounds, Tony Nelson of Minnesota versus Cole Conrad of Minnesota. A little, uh, go for on go for action here. Um, but Tony Nelson, two-time national champion. And this year um, was the year that he defeated Zach Ray in the finals four to one. Uh, Tony Nelson actually was the two seed. And would you look at that? Who he met in the very first round of the tournament was none other than Nick Wistowski from Binghamton. So when Nick Gwiz was at Binghamton, him and Tony Nelson hit in the very first round. Uh, Tony taking that eight to nothing um, and then winning his next match six to nothing, beating Mike McMullen four or by fall in the quarters, beat Clayton Jack four to three in the semis and then four to one win over Zach Ray in the finals. Uh, and that is Anthony Nelson's year. So on the other end of things, Cole Conrad, Jack, I know you're a big fan. Tell us about him. Yeah, so this was Cole Conrad's senior year. He got fourth in 2004. Um, he was a runner-up in 2005 um, in what would be his last ever loss to uh, Steve Mako in the finals uh, after beating Cain Velasquez in the semis. And then he was the champ in 2006, beating Cain Velasquez and Steve Mako, both in tiebreakers. Um, and then in 2007, he dominated his way through the tournament, pinning Aaron Anspach, Anspach whatever, in the finals in a minute and 53 seconds. So senior year, Mako was, was dominant, to say the least. These are two really big dudes, too. I mean, big guys. Um, but, yeah. This, one, this one's kind of harder for me because I don't have as much experience watching Cole Conrad wrestle. Um, so I'm, I'm going to kick somebody that probably does. Sam, how much do you know about Cole Conrad, and, and what do you think about this matchup? I got I got Cole Conrad winning it. I think he was a big reason Tony Nelson was as good as he is. Uh, and and just Cole, I mean, like uh, was a jacket said it. Mako was unreal that year. Everybody thought Mako was going to win it. 
and and Cole Conrad just was, had a different had a different mindset than everybody else in the country. And uh, Mako is considered one of the best heavyweights of all time. Unbelievable wrestler, and Cole was a he was a beast. He just found a way to win. He had that grind in him. I got Cole Conrad, and I love Tony Nelson by the way. Both of them. Uh, both two timers. Did did Tony end up winning three? No, he lost to two time. He lost to Gwiz, right? In yeah. the last year in the finals. That's a that's when yeah. heavyweight had kind of like a I don't want to say a curse, but like kind of it was like a pattern. Yeah, 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 every... yeah. Well, there you go. Cole Cole got beat by the best, came back and beat him. Tony Nelson beat the best, and then best came back and beat him. It might be the difference there. I'm on, I'm on board. I am, of course, biased 07. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Seth's I'm got Conrad. With, yeah, I'm on board with Conrad. Uh, him and Mako is like my favorite thing ever growing up watching those guys. Uh, went to a lot of the gopher duels and always, always loved watching Conrad. He put points on the board and he was a big, big guy. And uh, yeah, I got him edging over uh, Conrad. Like Sam said, I think that Right. Uh, he has a lot to do with Tony Nelson's success. I'm working together once Tony Nelson got there and uh, I got to give it to Conrad. Yeah. Um, Jack, which, which way are you going? Uh, I've said this story before, but uh, the, I mean, the most upset I ever was at an NCAAs was, was when Conrad beat Steve Mako. Um, even after my own finals match. Um, <laughs> not kidding. Um, but Cole Conrad was just unreal. Um, they, he wasn't very fun to watch, but I mean, he dominated. So I think especially senior year when he didn't have Mako in his weight and he's just pinning people in the first period, especially in the first or in the finals match, it's, it's very impressive. So I'm going to give it to Conrad. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you guys are kind of swaying me to Cole Conrad. Again, I don't have much experience, so, um, you know, it's it's a hard vote for me, but it looks like it's kind of going Cole Conrad's way either way. Um, Tony Nelson, man, I, I I loved that era of Gophers when they had, you know, the Storleys and Steinhaus and Schillers and all those guys. I was a big fan of that team coming through. Um, and, uh Kind of let down. I think it was 2013 when Minnesota's right in it, right in it for the the team title. Um, they had, I believe, Ness and Nelson in the finals, and one of them, if one of them won, I think that they would have would have gotten the title, or, or maybe both of them had to win. I can't remember exactly how that situation was, but um, I remember watching Tony lose, and and uh, I was really pulling for the Gophers to get that team title, and that that sucked. But I'm gonna go Cole Conrad and kick it to Earl for the last vote. Yeah, I'm going Cole Conrad as well. Yeah, after Mako was gone, he was just <clears throat> he was just on a different level from everybody else this year, and uh, I think he did everything Nelson did better. All right, wow, ten to nothing after the first four. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna go back around to the top. 2012 Matt McDonough versus 2007 Paul Donahoe. Uh, for Matt McDonough, this is his junior season. Of course, we know he won it as a freshman. Um, and then as a sophomore, was in the finals again, lost to Anthony Robles, just couldn't figure out that um, that tilt. Um, but he came back his junior season and won in the finals this year. Um, and I believe, 
who was it in the finals this year? Um, this was Nico, right? Yep. Yep, this is Nico. Okay, so he beat Nico in the finals this year, a freshman, Nico Megalutis, um, beat him four to one. Um, but he also went through a couple of different guys, you know, Ryan Mago in the sim or in the quarters, and then uh, is it Nick Bedleon uh, in the semis? Um, but he was pretty dominant this year. I mean, he went in this tournament, fall, fall, major, major, and then four to one in the finals. So um, pretty dominant year for Matt McDonough. Uh, but he's facing off against Paul Donahoe, and we will kick it to Jack for Paul Donahoe. Yeah, um, so he was a freshman this year. He was seated sixth. Um, his route to winning the title was three-time All-American Tanner Gardner in the quarters, and then Troy Nickerson in the semis, and then Sam yeah, in the finals. So <laughs> it was uh, – I, I think y'all wrestled in the Big 12s as well that year. So – um yeah that was his route in 2007 yeah sam do you want to weigh in on this one a little bit yeah uh i mean donahoe had the greatest tournament ever right there he did what nobody could do so how do you go against him <laughs> no uh uh he did have an unbelievable run he, he beat nickerson uh nobody really saw that coming nickerson was the returning champ you know at the time and uh beat him i want to say in overtime uh, and then and then he beat me in overtime after I majored him 12-1 or 11-1 or something two weeks before Big 12. So he had an unbelievable run. Just a great game plan. That dude was on fire at that tournament. Uh, that said, Matt McDonough was three-time finalist at this point. And uh, I somehow never wrestled Matt. Wrestled all the same people, and we never met up at all. So I can't say for certain. Uh, but I got Matt McDonough winning it. Yeah. I, uh, man, I, I just, I didn't notice this until just looking at the bracket now. Um, but Sam, you beat, beat Jason Ness in the semifinals 10 to nothing. That, uh, yeah, I was, I was on fire until the finals. I was trying to get that Hodge. I wanted the Hodge that year and, uh, yeah, I'd been wrestling pretty good. Yeah. Fell apart a little bit in the finals. It was bad. It's uh, very indecisive. Was between wanting to crush him and get that Hodge and like just making sure I get the win because we'd had a bunch of close matches and uh, indecision will kill you. Don't want indecision. I'll tell you what though, Paul had me beat the year before uh, Oklahoma City in 06 and I got a uh, food poisoning. Second day of weigh-ins, what, what would it be? 126 and I, I weighed in at 119. I was trying to stand at the back of the line and that kept calling us to the front like all oh, the front side guys are up here and I didn't want to weigh in in front of everybody because I was so little uh and Paul had me on the ropes the only time I've ever taken a time out because I was tired and uh I was hurting I thought he was a freshman this year yeah y'all wrestled in the quarters you beat him 5-0 and then he yeah. got beat by Coleman in the round of 12 hmm. yeah yeah, we, it was an uh, unbelievably tough weight bracket, uh, but I'm biased. It was still no, it was 07, 08, 2000s was 25 was tough. Because even Tanner, even Tanner was like a stud, and he never got above fifth. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, the, the 19, 20 seed guys were unbelievable. Mark Knight was like 
seated 19th every year, right in that area. And that dude was good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. So you got you got Donahoe or McDonough? He was on fire. I had McDonough. That said, I had McDonough. Even <laughs> even though uh, senior year uh, or 07 Donahoe was on fire. Yep. All right. So one vote for McDonough, and we will go to hmm. Earl, what do you think? Yeah, Donahoe had a great run. Um, that being said, uh, 2012 McDonough was uh, pretty good. I'll, I'll take I'll take McDonough in this match. Yep. I'll go. I'll go with McDonough as well. All right, and Jack. Yeah, McDonough. Yeah, I'm gonna go McDonough for the the five zero vote here for McDonough. So McDonough moves on by decision unless anybody has any objections to that. Um, but McDonough gets 2012 its first win, and we will keep going. 133 pounds, we have Logan Stieber versus Matt Valenti. Um, for Logan Stieber in 2012, this was his freshman campaign. Um, he beat Jordan Oliver in the finals in that controversial match. He also lost uh, to J.O. earlier in the year. Um, but he was – he was the two seed in this tournament um, coming up through there. He beat guys like Chris Dardanes, Tony Ramos in the semifinals, and then Jordan Oliver. That that's a, that's a pretty stout hit list right there. I mean, seven to four over Dardanes, four to two over Tony Ramos, who he met in the finals the following year. And then of course that four to three uh, crazy win in the finals over Jordan Oliver. Um, so that is, that's, where we're at with Logan Stieber there, the first-year freshman Logan Stieber taking on Matt Valenti. Jack, tell us about Matt Valenti. So this was Matt Valenti's second title. Um, he was fifth in 2004 as the number three seed, um, beating Tanner Gardner. Uh, nope, that was the wrong one. But he did beat Tanner Gardner that year, actually. He was the three seed. He lost to Mac, Mark McKnight in the first round, and then he beat Tanner Gardner, Luke Eustis, and Joe Dubuque on his route to the, the uh, fifth place. He was a champ in 06 uh, as the sixth seed. He beat Chris Flieger in the finals. And then he was the champ in 07, beating Mack Ryder, Daryl Vasquez in the semis, and then Coleman Scott in the finals. All right. So, with that being said, Sam, what do you think about this matchup with Steber and Valenti? Yeah, it, it's hard for me to not think of Steber as a four-timer uh, in his freshman year, but I wrestled them both. Matt Malenti was 25 for a couple of years and then bumped up. And uh, Matt was good. His his positioning was solid. He just always brought people to deep water late in the match, and that's where he'd win it. Uh, that said, Logan Steber, if he got to a leg, he finished. And uh, people got to Matt's legs all the time. Uh, I shouldn't say all the time. He's two-time champ. But they got to his legs and he would fend them off. And I don't think he, he fends off Logan. Uh, I believe I'd wrestled both of them the year before and beat one of them and lost to the other. So I got, I got Logan Steber winning it though. I could be swayed. Oh. I, I could definitely be swayed on it, but I got Steber. I assume you wrestled, you wrestled Steber in, in freestyle. It was freestyle. Uh, it was all folks though that he won with. It's just takedowns. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm interested in, in hearing maybe a little bit about the top game here because we all know that Stever was a hammer on top. Um, how do we see that going down 
versus Valenti. Do we see there being a possibility of a turn here, or is is Valenti able to get out? Uh, freshman year, I don't think he turns them, uh, rides them. Very possible. Yeah. Uh, very possible. All right. Um, well, we'll go. We'll go to Jack here. Jack, what do you think? I've got Stever as well. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've been picking against him a lot, so I think I gotta gotta choose him here. <laughs> All right, Earl. Yeah, I think I mentioned it last time we talked about Matt Valenti. So he won two national titles and didn't get a takedown in either bout. Um, he his big move here was a reversal against Coleman. So. Um, I don't think Steve scores from top, but you know I don't I don't know if uh, you know Valenti's going to be able to take him down. So uh, I'll go Steber. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Steber as well. And Seth, finish us finish us off. I was actually going to lean toward Matt Valenti being a two time champ, a little older, a little experienced, and he had he had uh, just experience winning those really close matches. He found a way to win when he, I think, I think it's even crazier to look at the other way. You know, he found a way to win without getting a takedown. And um, I think that seniority could have, could have been a factor and just being a little older and just having experience there. And I think that, you know, if it was a similar match to the JO match, Valenti maybe just had that experience to find a way to win, but I think it's a close one either way. Uh, I favor maybe Valenti a tiny bit. All right. And we'll move down to 141 pounds. Kellen Russell of Michigan versus Derek Moore of Cal Davis. Um, Jack, do you want to start us off with Derek Moore of Cal Davis? Yeah, so mystery man, Derek Moore. Um, he was a one-time All-American and one-time champ. Um, he beat Kyle Terry, Michael Keefe, uh, Nathan Morgan, and then he teched the number one seed, Ryan Lang, in the finals. Um, they were both undefeated going into that match and everyone was super excited because they both had really fun styles Derek Moore was scrambling and very good on top um, and then Ryan Lang was unreal with with scrambling and getting takedowns and you never know like you never really knew what you were going to get from him um, and so I just remember like waiting for that match and being super excited for it and then I just watched it and uh, like I, I remember he texted him because I, I was there and I remember that um, he just crushed him on top, but like Ryan Lang gets a takedown and rides him for two minutes. And then Derek Moore like reaches back and just kept on reaching back, reaching back, reaching back. And he eventually got it. And he was just, he got two reversals in the match and then he got one turn off a cradle with a leg in. So he went figure four leg and cradle. And then he went, um, he would roll through like the wrong way and then catch over the arm. So not a power half, but he would just have the arm. And it was, it was weird. It wasn't a half. It looked more like a, like a just claw, but like he didn't have a claw. It was, it's weird. You got to go see it. But um, he was super long, super lanky. Cal Davis's first All-American that year, and Cal Davis's uh, only national champ because they've dropped wrestling since then. Also, fun fact about this weight class, I had Jacob – check out this match between Ryan Lang and an unseated no name uh, from NC state, Darian Caldwell and Darian Caldwell is up eight to two um, in the first minute and ends up getting pinned <laughs> right after. So he took him or Ryan Lang doubles him and uh, Darian Caldwell rolls through and puts him on his back, but doesn't get any back points from it. He cuts him and then he takes him down and gets a cradle 
and he doesn't get any back points from that. And then he hip tosses him. And so he's up 8-2. And then Ryan Lang submit mixes him and pins him. Minute 40. It's the craziest minute 40 in NCAA history. <laughs> Unreal. It's yeah, absolutely wild. Like, it, <laughs> it looks like two, like, eight-year-olds wrestling Greco for the first, like, minute, just, like, throwing each other all over the mat. And then, um, and then it ends up, you know, going Lang's way. But on the other end of things, Kellen Russell – for Michigan, um, Kellen Russell was a three-time All-American. He placed seventh as a sophomore and then won it as a junior and senior. Uh, this is his senior year um, where he, he, he won in the finals. I'm sorry, I'm losing my words here. But he won in the finals over Montel Marion this year, 6-4 to four in overtime. Um, he also, on his way to the finals, took out Nick Dardanes and then Hunter Stieber uh, to get to Montel Marion. So a pretty crazy run. And on the other end, um, Montel Marion took out Kendrick Maple in the other semifinals. So, um, a lot of big names in this bracket and, uh, you know, Kellen Russell had a, had a great career. He was a four time big 10 champion for the Wolverines and ended up with a career record of 134 and 12 career win percentages at 92% second in program history. Um, so, so, so Jack, is this Derek Moore's senior year? Honestly, I have no idea. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, he, he shows up in the weight class, like, or in, like, the All-American list that I have one time, and it's as a national champ. And I went back and watched him, and, I mean, he lost. He forfeited out um, of the 2006 NCAAs, and he was seated sixth or seventh or something like that. And so he was there, but one-time All-American, one-time champ, and tech fall in the finals, undefeated as well. Wild. Yeah. Out of nowhere, it seems like. Yeah, it's gotta be a crazy story behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Kellen Russell here, um, winning his second national title. Um, and then you know, he went he won seventy one of seventy two matches in his final two years. So that's a it's pretty un unbeatable there. I'm gonna go Kellen Russell. And Jack, what do you think? I mean I, I, I don't know. Something about that tech fall was just amazing. Like a tech fall in the finals, it was he only got one takedown, and it wasn't the first takedown. So Ryan Lang took him down first, and then it was seventeen to two. I don't know, Sam. You watched him. Like, what do you got on him? Yeah, yeah. Derek Moore kind of figured it out that year. Everybody knew. Top game was where he was really good, uh, and he was dangerous from anywhere. He had a really good – I want to say it was a cradle. Uh, he cradled people all the time. But, uh, yeah, he's a buddy of mine, and and I, I was so pumped when he won. He kind of figured it out, found his rhythm, uh, and he had his own style. You know, he, he kind of just went about it his way. He's from Cal Davis. I mean – do they even have wrestling still? Like, uh, no. they're, they're, he did it on his own, you know, and, and he would argue with that, but it's not like he had a bunch of good guys around him, good workout partners. Uh, what he did was un, not unreal, but it was fun to watch. I was so pumped for him. That said, Kellen Russell was really good. Yeah. Uh, I think, I, I think Moore beats him probably uh, one or two in 10. 
He just uh, – because he'll catch him at some point. But I, I got to go Kellen Russell. Yeah. Um, all right, Earl. Yeah, I've got to go Kellen Russell as well. There would be a good match as far as both uh, – I think Kellen Russell is kind of underrated for his scrambling ability. Everybody knows his stout defense, but he was an excellent scrambler. Um, you know, he had enough offense to get it done. And uh, I'll go with him being the more consistent track record. All right. And, Seth, what are you feeling? I was going to go with uh, the mystery man over here because that's awesome. One-time one time AA, one-time champ, cool story. But, uh, yeah, I guess it's already decided and uh doesn't really matter. But I guess, I guess I'll still go with Derek Moore. Your vote still matters. <laughs> Everyone's vote matters. Um, all right. So, you, you going Derek Moore? Um, I know that it's, you know, technically already decided. But, uh, you know, your vote matters. And, and Jack. What do you What do you think? Yeah, I'll second that. Y'all should definitely go watch it because it was uh, it was some weird, funky stuff going on there. It kind of looked like Ryan Lang broke uh, after the first period, just getting ridden the life out of, and eventually it was just like turn after turn after turn. Yeah. All right. See, votes do matter. Three to two is a really close match. Uh, but we'll move on 149 pounds. Frank Molinaro of Penn State taking on Gregor Gillespie of Edinburgh. Um, and just to clarify, in this match, there, we are not punching each other. This is purely wrestling. Um, so that uh, it takes out a little bit of Gregor's game nowadays. Um, but Frank Molinaro, and this year he was a senior. This is his senior campaign. He was the one seed. Um, and on his way to the finals, he beat Eric Grajales and the quarterfinals and Justin a Cordino um, in the semifinals and then takes out Dylan Ness in the finals four to one. Uh, Molinero was a two-time finalist. He finished his career at Penn State 121 and 29 and his senior season he did uh, post an undefeated season at 33 and 0. Um, now the assistant coach at Arizona State. So um, looking forward to seeing what he does over there with the Sun Devils. But on the other end of things, Gregor Gillespie Jack Phillison on his college career. Yeah, so he was seventh in 2006. Um, he beat Philip Simpson to place in the round of 12. And then he was the champ in 2007 as the five seed. Um, he beat Dan Valamont, Jordan Lean, Dustin Schlater, and Josh Torella in route to the finals. So that's incredible. Um, just, uh, I mean, he went on to have a, a great career after that even um, being in some very, very tough weight classes. But in 2007, five seed, crazy, crazy route to win it. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's, that's a hit list, man, on the way to the final. That's a lot of really good wins. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, we'll kick it down to, to Sam. What do you think of this matchup here? This one was hard for me. Uh, Greg Glips, he, he was good. He had his own little style also. He was fun to watch. Uh, I was back. Edinburgh was starting to really come alive. Uh, however, Frank Molinaro is my man. He's, he's my dude. Uh, you know, it, I'm going Frank Molinaro. Uh, uh, <laughs> he just, yeah, senior year, he really got on fire especially. And it's the tank, man. He's the whole, he's the, he's the guy. I'll tell you what, that guy, uh, COVID started, 
and he was training at uh, OU. And so I called him up. I was like, hey, man, I'll work out with you if you need a place to work out. I've been there training for the Olympics, need, need a workout partner. And we trained for about a week. And then uh, he decided to retire, and I've never been so happy. I was <laughs> so happy I didn't have to work out with him anymore. <laughs> he's so strong. Uh, had a blast working out with him, so there is absolutely a bias. I, I hung out with that guy a lot lately. But I got Frank Monero, even though I need 07 to get another win here somewhere. But I got yeah. Frank. Seth, what do you think? I'm going to have to second that with Frank. It was his senior year. He was he was tough that year. He didn't have the toughest weight class, but he, he did what he had to, and he had a lot of good wins throughout his, his career. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually – I'm going to go the other way. I, I cannot – I can't get past this tournament, man. Cannot. Gregor Gillespie beats Dan Valamont, NCAA finalist, Jordan Lean, champ, Dustin Slater, champ, Josh Trilla, NCAA finalist. I mean, literally, this entire tournament, aside from his very first, aside from his very first match, he beat an NCAA finalist or champ. Like that—that that has to be one of the craziest routes taken to a championship of all time. I don't know. I—I I, I really have to go back and look at some of these, but I'm really going to be hard pressed to find a harder path to where a dude won all the matches. Um, I. I big Frank Molinero fan as well but I just I can't unsee this man I can't get past this run and so I'm gonna go Gregor Gillespie and did, did Terrell never win no he didn't that what he said second twice man was he in Three the best in. never win it no I think we left him out yeah we left him out because I was don't good. was he second twice I thought he was only second once I thought it was twice. Was there two Torellos? That might be part of it, too. Ryan Torello. Yeah, he was second once. He was a three-time AA. He got eighth, second, and fourth. Okay. How does brother do? He got second once as well. Lost to Hendricks. Got burned. Yeah, he was the one that, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so we got two votes for Molinero, one for Gillespie. And, Jack, what do you you think here? I'm going to go Gregor the Gift Gillespie um by knockout no um yeah (laughs) it's the route it's got to be I mean Schlater was the returning national champ and that freshman year Schlater was was unreal I know that we've talked about how he kind of got a little worse as his career went on because of injuries and stuff but what I remember from Dustin Schlater is that he just it seemed like he didn't lose especially that freshman year you know um, Lance Palmer and JP O'Connor were also in that weight class. Um, yeah, give me Gillespie in that loaded um, 149 weight. Um, and they went on for a span where even 2000, 2008's considered the greatest weight class ever. But like those, those four years were, were just crazy. So I'll take Gregor. All right. And uh, we have one vote left. And you're going to decide it again. <laughs> <laughs> How does this keep happening? So, uh, you know, when, when you introduce this, you said it's not a fist fight and, uh, yeah, Gillespie's a UFC fighter, but I don't think Molinero would mind, uh, you know, if it was a fist fight either, because uh, that'd be pretty entertaining. But uh, initially, I thought Molinero, but you guys talking about that path, uh, I, th- I think that swayed me. And 
know, Gillespie, I think later on in his career, he kind of had some motivational issues, if you, if you want to call it that. And uh, I think right now he was kind of focused in 2007. And so this version of him, I'll, I'll take. All right. There we go. Gregor Gillespie getting the win over Frank Molinero. And that pushes 2007's lead to 13-9 to nine, as soon as I can write yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're getting into some, some pretty heavy hitter matches down here at the end. So we're going to see which way they, they lean. Um, but 157 pounds, Kyle Dake of Cornell versus uh, the man that we had on last episode. So Tra or Trent Paulson uh, of Iowa State. And so looking at Kyle Dake to start off, 2012 was his junior season. It was his first undefeated season of two that he had. Um, he beat Derek St. John in the finals, so eventual national champion Derek St. John. And on his way to the finals, Kyle Dake goes fall, 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 4-0, And I can't remember exactly, um, so I might be wrong here, but I believe he wasn't scored on in this tournament until the finals uh, when he gave up one point. And so really, really dominant bracket here um, some other guys in the weight Jason Jason Welch James Green uh, Dylan Alton there's there's some really good dudes on here as well um, but we all know Kyle Dake you know was was as Jack said earlier and in my opinion too the goat of college wrestling and uh, you know won his third here to set up a the possibility of a four-time national champion and so that is Kyle Dake 2012 and we'll kick it to Jack. Tell us about your coach, Trent Paulson. Yeah. So this was Trent's third all American. He was fourth in 05 beating Matt Gentry, Brandon Becker and losing to uh, Jake Percival for third. He's telling me that uh, he got pinned actually. It was in the third period and he was winning one to zero and he went to pass a leg. And as he was rolling through, they called a pen and he thinks that it's because um, the ref was bored of the match because nothing was happening. It was 1-0. He's like, he remembers being so pissed about it. But, uh, yeah, that was interesting. I was asking about him, uh, Jake Percival, whenever we were doing the best to never win it. Um, that's the story he gave me. So then he was fourth in 06. He was the one seed losing to Joe Johnston in the quarters, um, someone who Trent had never lost to before. So he was like 5-0, against him. And then – he said that he just was uh, trying not to lose and instead of trying to win and uh, protecting that number one seed, whatever. And so he got beat in the quarters, and then he came back and got fourth. Um, and then he was the champ in 07, be beating uh, four of the All-Americans in route. So he beat the uh, Ryan Flushak, the guy from Drexel, who was unseated. He ended up becoming an All-American. And then Josh Supankic, who was also an All-American that year. And then he dominated Mike Boetta in the semis and then he beat um craig henning in the finals who was like a lanky guy who was the seventh seed who came in and uh upset brian stith in the quarters who was who was pretty good um yeah so that was that was trent yeah um yeah this this is a good matchup here i i i'm gonna go ahead and kick it off and go kyle dake um, there's not many people that I'm going to vote against Kyle Dake for. There really isn't. Um, and the thing that I remember that sticks out about this year too is in the finals when he won, 
Um, it was in the third period and he got poked in the eye by St. John. And I remember I, I was always a big Iowa fan growing up, huge Iowa fan. Um, but this was like the only time I've ever kind of been embarrassed to be an Iowa fan um, because St. Dake got poked in the eye. There's like 30 seconds left. He's up 4-1 and he's just kind of trying to stay away from him um, because he can't see. And the entire arena, I mean, the entire, not arena, but every single Iowa fan in the arena is just booing, like just crazy loud boo coming. Um, and I thought that was, that was kind of a, you know, in bad taste for my, my thought, but, uh, but Kyle Dakin ended up winning it. And like I said, I, I got Kyle Dakin this matchup and I will kick it to somebody else to talk. So Seth, what do you think? I got Kyle Dake too here. Um, he had a really good season that year. And, yeah, I mean, I think that there's nobody I'm really choosing against Kyle Dake outside of Jordan Burroughs. So, taking Kyle Dake. I don't even pick Jordan Burroughs outside of Kyle Dake. But, uh, Didn't whatever. you pick Jordan Oliver over Kyle Dake? <sighs> Did <Don't> I? <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, was, All, right. <laughs> All right, signing off. Gone. Uh, but, Sam, what do you think about this matchup? I got Kyle Day. Uh, Paulson's though, I wrestled them my, my whole life. Used to see them at Little League tournaments all the time. Actually wrestled one of them, I don't know if it was Trent or Travis, in like third grade at Tulsa Nationals. <laughs> uh, they got me. They, I mean, they got me that time. But, yeah, I grew up with those guys. And uh, great guys, but Kyle Day. All right. Um, and Earl. Yeah, man, I picked against Kyle Dake twice uh, earlier, so I can't do it again. Um, I'll, I'll take him here. What's wrong with people picking against Kyle Dake? I, I just don't get it. Um, Jack? I've got to go Trent. Um, biased for sure. But he also uh, beat him in freestyle this year in 2012. So um, they're like one and one against each other in freestyle. Um, I'll take Trent. Um, yeah, when I I mean, you guys got to go back and watch that Poeta thing. I think Trent Trent should have been a two-time NCAA champ. Uh, uh, he had a brain fart against Johnson in the quarters the year before, but um, he's really good on top. Um, you want to learn a good mat return? Go watch him mat return Mike Poeta about a thousand times that match. So yeah. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. All right. So that'll get us down to our last two matches that are going to be insane. 165 pounds, Hodge Trophy winner, David Taylor versus Mark Perry of Iowa. Um, this is the year Mark Perry beat Johnny Hendricks. Uh, so, Jack, tell us a little bit about more about that year for Mark Perry. Yeah, so he was a runner-up in 05, beating Tyron Woodley and Troy Letters, but losing to Johnny Hendricks in the finals. And then he bumped up to 174 the next year and got third. Uh, losing to Jake Herbert um, in the semis and beating Mike Patrovich for third. And then he was a champ in 07, back down at 165, beating Deontay Penn, Mike Patrovich, and then Johnny Hendricks in the finals. Yeah. I actually watched that match the other day. Um, and that was – it was a good match. It was really exciting to watch Mark Perry get those back points at the end to win. Really entertaining. If you want to watch an entertaining wrestling match, I'd definitely go back and watch that one. Um, but on the other end of things – David Taylor, one of the best to ever do it. At this point, this is his sophomore campaign. Um, and after getting pinned in the finals as a freshman when he was undefeated, uh, dude just went on a, a rampage and destroyed 
everyone he came in contact with basically the entire year. Um, and in the tournament, um, I know that he ended it off with a tech fall in the finals, 22 to seven. Uh, but before that, on his way to the finals, he had four pins. He pinned every single person on his way to the finals. I mean, and, and Robert Kokesh, um, I can't pronounce the name of the guy in the semis from Clarion. Uh, is it Begzad? Uh, Abdurakmanov? Yes. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, David Taylor pinned everyone on the way to the finals. 22-7 to win in the finals. And if we're being honest here, I think he probably could have got a pin in the finals too. In my opinion, he might have been kind of soaking it in a little bit and enjoying his, his time in the finals. Um, but easy Hodge win here for David Taylor. Um, just crazy dominant. Dominant season. I mean, there's not many people that have, have gotten a tech fall in the finals. Obviously, we talked about Derek Moore earlier. Um, another one that comes to mind is Mitch Clark back in the day for Ohio State. But uh says something to me to win by 15 points in the in the national finals. Yeah, I think the one thing that Derek Moore did that Mitch Clark and David Taylor didn't do was Ryan Ling was undefeated at that point and the one seed. Yeah. I mean, David Taylor and Mitch Clark were heavy favorites when they did it. So – I think that's what makes that finals match like just so weird, <laughs> just amazing, but weird at the same time. For sure. Yeah. Um, I'll kick it off though. I'm going David Taylor. I, I, he was probably one of the most prolific scores in the history of college wrestling. Um, and I, it, I don't even think it's close here. Uh, I'm going to offer up a major decision here for David Taylor. No way absolutely this is this Dude, is 2007 mark perry wasn't gonna lose to many people if anyone i mean i'm i'm taking time to think about it i'm gonna let y'all go because I, I think y'all end up choosing david taylor but mark perry 2007 like had a bad blood man he was going to get that national title if it killed him i don't think that there were many people that were going to beat him david taylor's one of them <laughs> i don't know it's just like who Ah, uh, David Taylor, David yep. Taylor. Okay, David Taylor didn't have a single three-time All-American or two-time or four-time All-American in his weight class. It was one of the weaker weight classes of all time. Pin, 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 pin. Tech. They're still super weak. Like there's never, there wasn't even a three-time All-American in there. Pin, 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 pin. Tech. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm going Mark Perry. Oh my lord. No way. Yeah, dude. No. He, he was not going to lose. When I say that his life was <laughs> on, the, on the line in this match, it was on the line in this match. You go back and watch that Perry documentary, this dude was suffering until he won this national title. I mean, David Taylor's weight class was super weak. Super weak. All right. Well, let's kick to somebody else before I come through this this screen at you. Um, <laughs> Seth, tell us what do you think. I'm still debating here, man. Pass it on to somebody else. I got. No. I made a good uh, argument, didn't I? <laughs> whatever, Earl. What do you think? Man, it would it would be fun just to crush Jacob and and pick. Pick Perry just for the hell of it, but uh, <laughs> Jesus, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I can't, I can't go against Taylor. I, I acknowledge, you know, the, the 
competition was, you know, definitely not the same, but, uh, you know, Taylor was just amazing this, this year. I'm going with him. I'm not going to go major, but I'll go Taylor. I'm going Mark Perry then put it on Sam pushing, pushing. (laughs) What up? Dude, you guys suck. All right. Mark Perry was losing 95% of that finals match. Yeah, but Johnny Hendricks was like one of the best. To sure, do it he at that won. Point. Yeah, did, did Johnny uh, win it two or three times? Two times. Was he only a two-timer? Yeah. yeah. He was going for his third. He's going uh, for his third. Yeah, I, I don't think many people thought Perry was going to win that day. Uh, I will say I got a win over Mark Perry back in like eighth grade. Nice. Home open and <laughs> Uncle uh, – Uncle John Smith was in his corner, so that was like the, the biggest thing in my young career. And uh, got a win with John Smith in the corner. I was pumped up. Did you flex on? Uh, I did not. I, he's a <laughs> missed he's opportunity. Kind of, uh, close to a god in Oklahoma, you know. I was I was very politely shaking his hand and hoping he didn't uh, hit a high crotch <laughs> on me as a little. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I. Yeah, Mark Perry was did the unthinkable that year. Uh, that said, I got David Taylor also. Ooh, smart man. Made them to me. I know. I I but I got David Taylor. All right, David Taylor. Um, bonus points here. <laughs> oh, come on. It's a hard no. <laughs> Trying. Hard Trying. no. Dude, no, come on. Tech fall in the finals and, and a tech fall against the bro, 11 seed in the finals. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> Mark Perry was one and seven against Johnny Hendricks. Um, yeah, but he went at one when he needed to. He yeah. won yeah. this Sucked year. Back. This Mark Perry beat that Johnny Hendricks. Yeah. How many you times you gotta did take that, that one time? You gotta take it because that's that's who we are looking at. Yeah. Mark Perry was not going to lose. And um, David Taylor today. I'll, I'll give it up to the Perrys. Both of them, I thought, would lose in their finals, their last finals, and and they both won. These guys Amen. found a way to win. They were good at it. All right. Well, last match of the duel, um, and the duel is actually fifteen to thirteen right now for twenty twelve. Um, but last match of the duel, we're coming down to Ed Ruth versus Ben Askren. This is going to be an absolute bloodbath. Uh, Jack, Ben Askren, 2007. Tell us. Oh, yeah. So this was his senior year. Four-time finalist. He was a runner-up in 04, beating Brad Dillon and Tyler Nix before losing to Pendleton. And then he was a runner-up in 05, beating Pete Friedel um, before losing to Pendleton. He's champ in 06, beating Patrovich and Herbert. And then champ in 07, beating Eric Ludke and Keith Gavin in route. All right. And on the other end of things, Edmund Ruth. This year was the one seed. This is his junior campaign. On his way to the finals, he beat Nick Heflin 11 to 4, Logan Storley 17 to 1 with a tech fall in the semifinals. And then in the finals, 13 to 2 over Nick Amuchastegui. Um, you know, wow. Like 11 point win in the finals. That's, that's pretty crazy as well. Um, but some really, really good dudes in this bracket. Chris Perry was actually the two seed before he got taken out by Amuchastegui in the semifinals. Um, Jimmy Sheptock, Lofthouse, Heflin, like I said. I mean, there's a bunch of good guys in this bracket. Um, and Ed Ruth was just a man among boys at this point. Like, it, it just 
it was it was definitely a next topic situation. There wasn't anybody that was going to get in his way, um, and he he wins his second national title of three. So we'll uh, we'll kick it over, and I will. I'll, we're going to go with Sam first because we made you go last last time. So Sam, what do you think about this? Man, it uh it's been asking all day. Uh, I think he pins them, but I don't think it matters because it's going to win. Oh seven's going to win. I. I didn't think they were going to win. I had 12 winning. I'm pumped. 07's going to win this duel. Uh, ben, it's, it's Ben Askren. He's got a – he started a whole style of wrestling. Like, uh, not very many people I, I know have done that. I don't know if anybody else in my time has done that. Uh, he just – I mean, what, he had 91 pins in college. He was – I want to say 19 pins that year. Beat, beat Jake Herbert in the finals. Like, 12 to two. Is that what it was? Who went on to win a silver medal in the Olympics? Yeah. How do you not go uh, with the funk Ben Askren? Yeah. I'm, I'm 100% on board with that. 100% on board. Can we yeah. all agree that no matter what, there is the possibility of a pin on the table for both of these dudes? I don't think Ben Askren gets I don't think Ben ever got no. pinned. No, but Ed Ruth, pinned. man. Ben Askren had like over yeah. 90 pins. That's yeah. crazy. That is yeah. absolutely absurd. It's insane. But also, you, like, obviously, you listen to FRL, and he talks about going to all these little opens and pinning everybody to pad his stats. So <laughs> you got to take yeah. it with a grain of salt here, too. But still, um, I didn't even have 90 matches in my career because I, well, I got held back because the weight. But you, I mean, there's only a few guys that have re- revolutionized the sport like him. I think John Smith, Ben Askren. I don't know. Who there else. was a time when I didn't care for Ben, but <laughs> and I like Ed Root, but Ben Askren wins, man. He he wins it. I remember when he first started and the funk was everywhere at all my camps. Well, can you teach the funk? I'm like it's <laughs> called the funk. You can't like no, I can't teach it. And then kept evolving and it's like listen guys you're not Ben Askren he knows what he's doing he's not just rolling to roll like he's got a game plan he's setting them up he knows how they're gonna react and no I can't teach it I don't I don't do the role and now I mean everybody does it, it and there's like people have started to figure out there's moves there's a reason when to roll which way to roll how to finish the role uh, that wasn't done before before Ben Askren People would every now and then die for an ankle to try to get a stalemate, but there wasn't uh, I mean, they, they had to change the rule. People got so good at it, they had to do, they had to add in a, a, a three count so yeah. people couldn't just stalemate it. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, Ben's Ben, but you got to go Ben. Got yeah, to. I'll go Ben. All right. 07, champs. <laughs> Ed Ruth, knee to the face. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, that would do it. <laughs> uh, Earl, what do you think? Yeah, um, you you mentioned Ben trying to pad his stats. Uh, he had a stretch his senior year, I think, where he pinned 18 or 19 straight guys. Dude, That's like what? his favorite stat. 19. And, yeah, and five of those guys were either All-Americans already or went on to be All-Americans. So, you know, they were legit. I think it was between the Midland – or no, the uh, Scuffle and Cliff Keen, he pinned all those guys. So, you know – Jason Gable, right? Yeah. Gable was, what, 24 in a row? 
I think. And so he was right there. 24, 25 in a row. He was chasing Gable. Yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, before we started, I said to Jack, I'm partial to 07 because this was the first NCAA tournament that I attended. So, uh, uh-huh. awesome. you know, I, I love all the guys from this year. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't see anybody beating Ben Askren. Yeah, especially Man. senior year in Ben Askren. And Bob. <laughs> wow. Jack, what do you think? What do you got? Yeah, I said I said Askren. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go Askren as well. I agree. Just revolutionized the sport, and uh, this is a match that I would absolutely, I would kill to see this match. I mean, this would be a really cool match to watch. Um, but Ben Askren moves on for us in our virtual duel. So Ben Askren wins the match for 2007, and it looks like that that major decision that we started out with. That was the, the difference in the duel. So Jake Herbert, yeah, he was following us on Facebook. And if he listens into this, Jake Herbert, you are you're the man and you're the reason 2007 uh, got it done. And so This is the first upset we've had, I think. Yeah, it is. It is the first upset of the duel. The 10 seed, uh, 2007, takes out the 7 seed. Man. So that's going to wrap it up for us here. Uh, 2007 moves on and they will be taking on the two seed 2013 next. And we are, we're just so glad that we got, uh, got, we were able to get on and do this, man. Having a lot of fun with this. Really glad that we got Sam on. Um, I thought it was cool that we could bring him on kind of a surprise because, you know, nobody else knew that you were coming, Sam. And, and, uh, yeah. I thought that would be pretty cool. I, I wish I could have, uh, listened to the, what was going on. I need, I need a techie over here. No worries. No worries. Uh, it was a blast. I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a lot of fun. I enjoy listening to these. It's it's fun throwback. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Home Mat Advantage Fantasy Wrestling Podcast. We will be right back at it um, with our next matchups being 2014 versus 2004 and 2017 versus 2019 to round out the first round before we get to the quarterfinals. So thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next time.